This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right, and this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. You know, we've got BeatSource link. You can DJ off the cloud. I tell you every week, hit me if you got any questions. So many amazing, innovative things going on up there. I uh, will have a VIP playlist of my own launching soon, along with a ton of other amazing uh, collaborations and partnerships we will be announcing and all the stuff we've brought to the table now. We've got our DJ edits available now on the site using BeatSource link and uh, so many great things. We also have a special code for you to get the first 60 days free if you use the code THE20, T-H-E, and the number's 2-0. Type that in and you'll get the first 60 days free and uh, let me know if you got any questions, you guys. Thanks for the support, all the beat sorcerers out there. You guys are listening every week and helping us to grow the show. Please rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. That helps us grow, helps us bring more content to you. Um, Also, as far as me, I'll be back on the road. I'll be in Vegas, Boston, Bay Area, all these places coming up soon, specifically September 10th at Marquee Day Club, September 25th at Tao Nightclub, I think October 14th at Tao Nightclub. I got a bunch of stuff coming up. Hit up my website, djspider.com for more, and that's spelled D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R.com, and you will check out all my shows on there. On today's show, we have got a special guest, someone who has solidified his place in the city of Chicago, was killing it, doing all the gigs out there. The pandemic hits, and he moves down south to Texas to basically start over uh, in a way, but really continue to work and make money and live his life um, and also make his mark down there. So we get into what it's like to go from one city to the next, to collaborate with the other DJs down there, not feel like you're poaching gigs and, you know, do it the right way. Uh, He also, if you know him or you follow him online, has his own unique brand of marketing. That's one way to put it. Uh, He is one of the most unfiltered and uncensored DJs in the game. We talk Patreon, which he's very big on, YouTube, podcasts, vlogging, all the different stuff. Real DJing, of course, because he is a real DJ to the core. Uh, We talk big current club songs and all kinds of stuff. This episode may be a bit not safe for work. I think that's the way to say it. I don't know if it's safe for a lot of places to play it out loud, so maybe listen in your headphones. Um... He attempted to teach me a lot of things on this episode, including what an Alabama Hot Pocket is. I'm still not sure if I understand. I'll let you guys try to figure that out. So please welcome DJ Strategy to the show. We have got DJ Strategy, a.k.a. Party with Strategy, on the show today. Give it up, you guys. That's like right. that, That's a little right. cheers. Little cheers, little cheers for you. Even Snoop Dogg can pop in. Blad Al. Blad Al, he's in the house. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good as well. I'm chilling. I'm in the house. Just doing my thing. <laughs> you know, we were uh, talking about it before. But yeah, I am good. I'm just um, happy to, to catch up with you. I feel like last time we were in person... 
was like you lived in Chicago. We were hanging out in clubs late at night. I was having a scratch session at your house in the middle of the night. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so it's, lit, it's been a minute. All that. So lit. I know. And then uh, now you're in Texas. I've been seeing all your videos from Houston and Texas and all the insanity. You've bought. You've brought the party with strategy world from, you know, the north to the south. I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. Yeah. So we just got to get it from the east to the west now. But you've <laughs> and I know you go all over the place and DJ. But yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been cool. Like how how has it been? You know, has it been a big transition going from Chicago down to Texas? It's been insane, honestly. Like uh, I feel like I I'm a new person. I feel like I started a completely new life like yeah. Anytime I think about anything that happened before the insanity of shutdowns and all that, like it feels like I'm I'm scrolling through like an old movie that I watched or something. Like it doesn't <laughs> even feel like it was me. I know. I know so, you mean. And I'm sure I think everyone's going through that, but then I'm I have like a whole move mixed into it. So now I, I'm always confused between like, you know, whether things are happening because I'm out here now or things are happening because the world's this way now or like everything's insane, but we're, you know, we're fucking flappy birds trying to get through the tunnels, baby. Exactly. That's what we were saying earlier. <laughs> like DJs are the flappy birds right now, just trying to make it through the tunnel and not get knocked down. And uh, a lot yeah. of us are getting knocked down and getting back up. You know, I guess we're learning, learning lessons of resilience. That's what this job is all about. And, uh, like you said earlier, you you're willing to die for this DJ shit. You've been, bro. In the I game came out life. to Texas. I came out here and I said, "Yo, this is it. Like, I'm if I'm gonna die, it's gonna be for this DJ shit." Yeah, I left my girlfriend in Chicago. We're out here. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm giving it everything I got, bro. I feel like I was pot committed when this shit shut down, bro. I feel like I was too pot committed. I didn't get to finish things that I wanted to finish. So I said, I'm, I'm ready to die for this DJ shit, baby. Let's go. I, I feel you. Well, that's admirable. <laughs> and uh, are you still with your girlfriend or you're just like, peace out? No, no. She, I had to leave her for the DJ shit as well. Man, you got to <laughs> sacrifice for the game. Charge it to the game. Yeah. You charge it to the game. <laughs> um, so like, is that I mean, you know, I got a lot of questions because I know Texas, Texas has been going all out. I remember even since May 2020, it seemed like Texas was full force, open, everybody's going, no masks, party time. Yeah, and so I I didn't travel a lot. And especially if I did travel, it was just like to go there, DJ, and then leave. So I don't yeah. know a lot about other places in the country other than Chicago, really, or right. in the world. Like, I'm I'm not well-versed. I didn't even know that there was such big differences until I came out here. Interesting. And, like, it was, it was open, right, when everyone was shut down. And people's – a lot of people's perspective was, like – Oh, they're terrible over there. They're letting this disease spread. It's like this weird, like angry, negative perspective. But when I came down here, I saw that this city was helping their residents and businesses and everything and everybody like, yes, you know, they're taking precautions and, and doing that to help as well. But it was yeah. like, 
when we came out here, they said that you can open up if you are a restaurant or a bar, right? If you serve food, essentially. So nightclubs were kind of out. Yeah. But the city looking out for people said, hey, if you get a food truck in your parking lot or parked outside of your venue for the night, we will give you a restaurant license. So they did that for them so that they could continue to work and we can continue to work and all that. And when I saw that, I was like, that's tight. That's super tight. Cause Chicago was not doing anything like that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. It's dude, this whole shit, you know, as if we weren't like divided enough before and everybody was so mad at each other on the internet and loves just yelling at each other and saying what everyone else should be doing. This just took it to an exponentially crazier level. You know what I mean? And it's so easy for people to hate on each other and go, you suck for doing this. You're horrible for this, you know? And I think that like, we're all trying to live. There's only so much you can do. Like, um, and as long as you're, you know, like trying, like I feel you on the Texas thing. Like, you know, I'm in LA, it's very shut down, you know, and it goes up and down, up and down, but way different vibe, you know? And, um, and especially with like, I'll do like corporate events and like, they don't want to be liable or associated with any of this shit. So it's like the nightclubs and the bars are the people that are pushing forward with like things to go, go on. But, um, yeah, that, that makes sense. But like, how did you, how did that even get sparked in your head? Like, so, and for people that don't know, let me give them a little background is that, you know, you are number one, super dope DJ. I've seen you play in Chicago. I mean, not only with just being able to do dope scratches, like, you know how to carry a room, play all different kinds of music. I've seen you play in everything from hip hop to like big room, medium shit to like, and, and I know you do one club and go to the next club. And like, you were really killing it in Chicago. Um, and so for you to leave, I feel like that's a big ass move. You know what I mean? Um, so what sparked that? Like with you, be, you know, I know obviously things were shut down, but how did you decide I'm going to Texas? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. Yeah. Legendary, legendary man handing out compliments. <laughs> um, so uh, we came out with Bottled Blonde. So we worked, me, when I say we, it's me and Dolo. Right. And shout to worked, Dolo. I got to give him credit yeah. too. Don't want to cut him out of this because strategy and Dolo show is, you know, their thing. Hilarious. Someone else I think is a dope DJ and someone else I hung out with in Chicago. So got to give him props as well. That's the guy for sure. Yes. The legend. <laughs> um, yes. So we worked at Bottle Blonde from the day that they opened in Chicago all the way until they shut down, which was like five years. Right. And maybe a year before the shutdown and everything, they had plans to open Bottle Blonde Houston. Yeah. And we were talking to them about going out there, coming out here now. Oh, cool. We were talking to them about them. Uh, with them about coming out here. So that was kind of in the works before everything. And it just so happened to work out insanely well on the timing. Like, I mean, I swear to God, sometimes I feel like the luckiest motherfucker in the world. Like the shutdown happens. Yeah. And then they bottle blind Houston, which is one of two places in the entire country that's open. And we already have the opportunity to go there. We were already supposed to go there. Like we didn't even have to, battle with anybody else to get that job you know what i mean yeah and um, so we just got crazy lucky and, and then we came out the time was right i mean chicago was shut down i uh i still have my crib in chicago so oh, okay I, I always that was always my plan was like i'm not leaving here forever 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I still have a place there. Uh, I'll be back and forth. My friends, my family, everyone's there. But I was like, right now, this is the only option. I mean, this is a golden ticket right now. Nobody right. can work. They're letting us work. They're paying us well to come out here and work. We got to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, I saw the same thing with like San Diego, you know, um, Kevin and some of the people that came out and, you know, and like Danny West was already out there, but coming out and, and opening their spots from San Diego in Dallas and Texas and, you know, being able to work out there and make things happen. Um, so yeah, that's amazing. And it's, you know, that's weird how the world works, you know, cosmically like that all, that shit all came together and thank God it did. Um, cause they have another, they have other locations. They have a spot in Arizona too, right? Yeah, they started in Arizona and then uh, Chicago. Then they did Dallas, Houston. They got Fort Worth coming. They got Miami after that. Dope. Yeah, that's, they're expanding. That's great. So it's like a good good to be in with a company like that, a company that trusts you as a DJ and to bring the fucking party there, obviously. You know what I mean? I think you bring a lot more than just uh, the skills to it, which is something that people should know because I think in like – the DJ world, a lot of times people are like, man, I'm dope. Why aren't I getting booked? And it's like, there's other, there's other factors here. You know what I mean? So you, you have to like bring more to the table. And I think you're someone that really puts a lot out there in the, if you want to make it so corporate branding perspective, but like, you know, you, you work your ass off, dude, like doing podcasts, vlogs, Patreon, you know, whatever, like all that, you know what I mean? You're all, all your different, probably shit. I don't even know about, you know what I mean? Like only fans. I don't know what you're, what you're doing on there, that's but, next, but that's next, bro. That's but, in the, that's in the chamber. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I figured it had to be, but like, you know, um, that that's a big thing. You know what I mean? You bring like, like nightclubs are about partying. And I think that's something you really bring to the table and you understand on the marketing side of things for as much fun as people see you having, and you are having fun. And I feel like it's genuine craziness and party mode. Like you also are good at documenting it, putting it into a package for people to, uh, understand. And then showing the club that like, yo, I'm, a, I'm about to bring way more than just like, I'm a dope DJ, but I'm bringing way more to the table. Is that kind of your approach with it? Also? Yeah. I, again, thank you for the compliment that that means a lot to me that you, you know, I do this shit really cause I enjoy doing it. You right, know what I, I mean? Tell. Like I love podcasting. I love editing videos, all that. But then for someone to say all that, all those nice, beautiful things <laughs> to me, it, yes. you know, it means something, Here's but, some uh, flowers. yeah, <laughs> I, um, I remember like when I was first starting to get around Chicago and play different places and shit and like building my name and doing all that. And, that wasn't that just the best time of your DJ career, bro. When you think back to the beginning when you're like doing it all and then you fucking, all right, but yeah. sidetrack. Yes. I was, uh, I was doing all that. And, um, I literally, I remember I'm like, I, I know how to DJ. I'm not the greatest DJ. I would never say that, but I know how to DJ. There's a lot of dudes out here, specifically Brody Jenner. I remember seeing him getting booked at parliament and I'm like, I know this guy can't DJ, but he's getting booked and he's on the flyer. Like I want to be I'm like, I, I need to be Brody Jenner. Like I already know how to DJ. I need right. to be Brody Jenner now. Yeah. So I was like, I, I need to do this other shit. The DJing, unfortunately 
kind of falls secondhand to that shit until you really need it. Like, like it's a horrible thing to say that as a DJ, like somebody who will fucking die for this shit. You know what I mean? Like this, this DJ shit has gotten me everything that I could ever want. Right. So it's like, it's kind of bad to be like, yeah, it falls secondhand to marketing and promotion and, and, and being a, a brand and all that. But it's only until you need it. So like there will come a point when you do need to be able to really fucking DJ. You're going to get yourself into a situation through all that marketing and all that. Yeah. To a point where you're really going to have to throw it down and be a good DJ. So not to forget about that. But yeah, that was the point. I was like, I need I need to be Brody Jenner, bro. (laughs) I need to be Brody Jenner. Still working on it. (laughs) Still working on it. Yeah. He grew his hair a lot. So you might have to do, you know, get get that going. A bit. Yeah, uh, I think, think <laughs> put a wig my, on. My mom's gonna transition, so that'll help. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, but I mean, honestly, it's a good point, dude. Like everything is based on marketing, whether you like it or not. And that is the struggle of all music artists, or any type of artist, DJ, music, anybody that got into this shit for the right reasons. And I know you come from that world. I see your DJ videos and you're posting some insane party thing, but you're playing a Jake one beat with MF doom rapping over it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I know where yeah, you're yeah. from and I can tell from your, uh, actions and your musical choices and the things you do and your skills. Um, but, and, and I do appreciate that you still sort of like incorporate that kind of stuff in there, whether or not you're doing a bottle service club, you're putting like a J really damage a beat or whatever it is like underneath the thing. And it kind of gives it a weird juxtaposition, but but it's dope and different. Um, so I think that like whether people like it or not, my point is that marketing is extremely important in all the things. And like you said, you got to back it up. It's same with everything, restaurants, all that, like no one's going to come eat there. And until they get them to come eat there, you know, they do the marketing shit. And if they come and the food's bad, they're going to be like, what the hell? This sucks. I'm out. If they come and that's why you got to have like a dope chef, you know, in the kitchen cooking up, you know, and that's, what the DJ is. So I I think it's important. I think people could learn from that stuff. And, you know, obviously you have your own style. Maybe not everyone is going to do the exact style of your, um, marketing antics, (laughs) Antics. (laughs) whatever it is. But I mean, I think that people can take a page from it, uh, and, and learn that don't take, take DJing as seriously Take DJing as seriously as you need to be with you will die for this shit and all that and you love it and you did this no matter what. But also realize there's a business to it if you want to make if you want to make something out of it. And that's what all this stuff is. And I hear you say funny shit like on your video. You're like, I make fun of the Instagram thirsty, you know, girls and whatever. He's and you're like, and the more I do that, the more I realize that's who I am. And I'm like, that's yeah. hilarious because it's so true and to be so like self-aware in that respect that like people try to be like, no, nah, bro, I'm cool. And it's like, no, you're doing the same shit as the girl that's post that has posting the bikini video or whatever you're doing or the dude that's showing his abs. Like we're all out here doing it one way or another. So you can rationalize to make yourself feel better or just be realistic about life we're living <laughs> in this moment. A hundred percent. Yeah. I always try and sneak. I always try and sneak sneak something in that's yeah, kind of like, like that that was my whole approach with the send nude shit is like once i figured out that people wanted a hat that said send nudes on it i was like okay 
I'll make that happen. But I'm putting DJ strategy on the side. Like I'm, right. I'm going to sneak that in. You yeah. know what I mean? So I know that people are on my page looking for titties. It doesn't, they don't care what the music is. I'm like, if you don't care then I'm going to put some shit that I like, I know you're here for the titties. <laughs> right. Right. MF doom or, uh, I mean, cool Keith would go yeah. with that. I guess he's the one old school underground old school rapper that, uh, has a similar <laughs> taste in that with the porno stars and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, Exactly. I, I, I think it's cool to sneak it in. Also, that's a good thing is that a lot of DJs are like, wear my logo. Like, who wants to just wear your fucking logo? When people send me the stickers and the sweatshirts with all their logo, no offense, unless you got the dopest logo in the world. I'd rather wear, like, how Four Colors Zach. Good DJing is important. Bedroom DJ. Yeah, he has his own thing on there a little bit. But that plays into that. Put things that people want to be a part of in a movement or a saying or something cool or a cool design. And then include your thing onto it. Because you're going to go farther with that, I think. That's a good trick. Yeah, and Four Colors Zach is the god, bro. Yeah. I always knew that he was the god, but once he started streaming on Twitch. Yeah he solidified his spot as the God forever, bro. Like he does, he does all these things so perfectly. Everything we're talking about, that man is eons ahead of of us in the game. And like, I like right before we started recording, I looked on my Instagram. I was looking to see if people asked you questions and like his post pops up and it's like his first stream tomorrow. And it's sponsored by this ramen company. And just like the graphic he had and the fact that he's sponsored by a ramen company. And last time he did it, he had him send him like thousand of them and made it into a pyramid and it fell down. And just like, like you said, it's non, it's so great and and i remember just from hearing his four his uh three style mix i'm like like oh he's the goat but like it's just constantly been up and up from there so he is someone definitely that is ahead of the game in that world and is just constantly pushing forward and he's just so inspirational as a dj to listen to yeah he was the first dude i ever heard do uh tone play i don't know if he's the first guy to really ever do it but he's the first dude i ever heard do it and i was like I think that was the point when I was like, okay, I, I can DJ well enough in these clubs. I'm going to go fucking try and be Brody Jenner because I'm not fucking Four Color Zach. So, yes. I mean, this guy looks a little bit, he, he has a little less skill to be able to have to attain. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, so, and, and then as far as like um, being in Texas, like, you know, I have personally not been in that many fucking clubs lately so like i i got hit recently to potentially go to dallas and i was like yo what what's this spot about and they're like oh it's kind of like super hip-hop spot or this other one's open format and i'm like honestly i'd have to like do research on to be able to play a full-on new hip-hop set right now like i keep up on it but i haven't been in the place to see the reactions of people and to know that those like special tracks like what's big music wise in houston right now or or at any of the spots you've been going to are there any big songs that stand out or is there old shit that's coming back the biggest songs i feel like here are uh, beat king songs because they're they're big songs but he's from houston and they support the shit out of each other here in, in terms of being an artist yeah so like that, you know, then leave, you know, the B King tracks, then leave or uh, thick with um, DJ chose okay. like those are big songs. They got big on TikTok, so I can go play those songs in Chicago and they'll know them. But here it's they go so hard, bro. It's 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 great. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's lit. 
Dope. <laughs> and have have you noticed like when you came back, like, is there any shit that doesn't work anymore that used to, or any songs that got big during the pandemic that you didn't get to play that now are like killing it? No, I honestly, there's not even a ton of like new music to play. Right. Really, I'm playing pretty much everything I was playing before the shutdown. And I think people find comfort in that. Yeah. Even more because it's like, you know, you hear that song that reminds you of the last time you heard it in the club or whatever, when yeah. things was great and, you know, all that. So it, I think it's it's comforting for people. Do you um have you had to like. Was there any time you had to adjust the party with strategy brand um, in terms of it's very hands on, you know, uh, putting stickers in places and doing touching yeah. people. And I mean, I even heard you guys talk about like something called a butt luge and pouring a drink down and drinking it out of a girl's butt or something like, you know, maybe not the most covid friendly thing uh, at that point. Was there any changes Were you like, oh, my God, maybe this thing I do won't won't be able to live on or were you just like, let's go. <laughs> nah, I was uh I was fully ready to take on any potential risks, you know what I'm saying? I before the shutdown, I was doing baby birds. I was I was having girls what is that? take a shot. They would they would take <laughs> a about shot to learn out of a the bottle, right <laughs> fill their mouth up with tequila, and then they spit it into my mouth. Okay. Yeah, so, that's probably not you the know, best. <laughs> I uh oh. I cut down on the baby birds a little bit. A little bit. I've done a few. I've done a few out here. They're not eliminated. (laughs) They're not completely eliminated. Plus, you're doing a baby bird in Texas. That's like (laughs) very. You're not one thing to do it like uh, in I don't know L.A. I'm fully prepared to die for this DJ shit. Oh my god! I'm ready, dog. Okay. What are some other What are some other things uh, I don't know about? (laughs) Baby bird, butt luge. Yeah, baby bird, butt luge. Maybe like an Alabama hot pocket. Oh, what is that? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh. That's a thing. I don't really know what it is, but it's like one of those things that you don't want to know what it is. Okay. 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 <laughs> like a hot Carl. Right. I pretty much know what that is. That's from back yeah. in the day. So it's like the updated, yeah. the TikTok version of the hot Carl. <laughs> it's it's some. If you, I mean, you could think of a nasty hot pocket. I've ne- yeah. I mean, I mean, I've never been to Alabama, but I can only imagine. Uh, there's, there's gotta be a pink sock in there somewhere. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. Those are some, some things to put on the list, uh, (laughs) to, um, try to avoid teaching my son about for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. So, but, but I mean, I see you out there. I saw you even post a video, uh, this morning, um, Smoking it, smoking with Scott Storch. I mean, the ultimate, yeah, they just the ultimate smoker. But I saw, and also when I was hung with you, you weren't even smoking like at all. You nope. didn't smoke like when I met you. I don't know if you'd ever Never. smoked or you were just taking a break or what it was. Never smoked in my life. Right. So do you smoke now or was it just for that video? <laughs> now I do. Yeah. No, no. Now I do. Okay. Um, I was I watching. I'm like, start. is this fool just smoking with him because he's going to be crazy high? <laughs> It was CBD for my back, you know? Oh, of course, of course. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I didn't smoke. I didn't drink until I was 25 years old. I never had a sip of alcohol in my life. And I didn't start smoking until I was 28. I'm 31 now. Okay, because, yeah, when I met you, I mean, funny enough, as crazy as all your videos were, I'm like, 
he's not as crazy in the like yeah drinking smoking arena as i would have thought you know yeah the internet i always say the internet is a lie and i fully you know i admit that like i want to make i want people to think that yeah and then sometimes when they meet me they're a little let down i'll be honest but it's i mean you if you believe everything you see on the internet i don't want to meet you (laughs) (laughs) so that's a life lesson right there anyone that believes everything on the internet do not hang out with them uh because they're really stupid (laughs) yeah no wild people they yeah it's it's the truth it's the truth so so yeah i mean obviously it plays into all the marketing stuff you you said you know what i mean and you can decide what you want to portray and and what you want to do and then people online can just are in control of their own actions too and deciding what they want to believe and how they want to live. And if they're being influenced by somebody on there that they don't know or doesn't care about them, then like, good luck, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. that's crazy. So um, the first time that I did smoke, though, yeah. I was in L.A. with Architect. I said I, I made the decision that I wanted to smoke. And okay. I was like, That's a great person to smoke with. One of my favorite people. Said, Shout to Architect. I love that guy. So He's I love I love so many Chicago man. people, dude. I fucking have so much love for you guys. Like it's uh, some of the best people in the world from Chicago. But yes, yeah, so Architect is a good person to smoke with. I have yes. a funny story I'll tell you after this <laughs> of some thing. A lot of stories I've had with them. But so wait, so I you smoke with Architect? Okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you well, one on here that I think is good. <laughs> so before, so I made the decision. I'm going to smoke weed. I'm like, I'm going to do it with tech. We, me and Dolo come out to LA for something. So obviously we, we meet, we make plans to meet up with tech, but before he came to pick us up, we actually had tacos with fashion. Okay. Um, fashion is hundred percent opposite of weed smoke. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yes. We'll yes. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks, but sometimes I'm like, come on, man, just hit it fashion i really want to see you (laughs) i don't peer pressure anybody but he's one of the only people i'd love to see what happens i feel like you'll crack him one day i don't know i i I don't know i remember the first time i ever went to arizona fashion picked me up from the airport it was one of the scariest experiences (laughs) of my life (laughs) my life a bad driver literally i mean he's not a bad driver he just wants He's to worst. kill literally <laughs> murder every single other car that in his way and when you're driving on a freeway or in a city there's other cars so i don't know if he realized that but i remember like i met him so long ago dude like 15 years ago and i think it was one of my first gigs and he picks me up and he's like i'll pick you up from the airport oh okay i love fashion and dopest dj picks me up Oh, my God. Like, we're pulling out of, like, the part in the airport. He's like, you fucking piece of shit ass. You're screaming, like, road rage central. And, like, the whole time you can't have a conversation because you'd be like, so how you been? He'd be like, oh, I'm good, man. I'd go, oh, I'm going to fucking kill Oh, I'm good, man. So how you been? Go, what are you fucking doing? You know what I'm like? You can't even concentrate because you're like, are we going to die? Is he listening to me? I don't know what's happening. But, no, I mean, fashion's great. Nothing bad. But, yeah, he, uh, you know, he's he's got it strong personality and opinions so i'd love to see one day if he just gets super high he's like what's happening to me (laughs) (laughs) everything i thought i knew is crumbling (laughs) i actually like other drivers (laughs) traffic isn't so bad um yeah for trump no (laughs) No, definitely not he makes up with joe maz 
<laughs> okay, sorry. We're speaking. We're in an alternate universe at this point. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So I get taco. Me and Dolo get tacos with fashion. We fucking saw Quentin Tarantino at the taco spot, which was super tight. There you go. And, um, and I was on vacation, you know? So What taco I, spot I do you even t- remember? I wish I knew because they were super fire and okay. fashion was like, cause he found out our hotel was right next to it. And it was like, Oh, we got to go here, bro. This is the spot. Okay. Um, but I, I can't really control myself when it comes to food. Normally when I'm on vacation, it's a wrap, <laughs> son. It's a wrap. I'm right. eating everything. I'm on vacation. Yeah. So I I'm max, that. bro. I max, like I ate like 13 tacos. <laughs> What? Architect picks us up. We need to be Architect on DJ Vice's show up. after this. The taco. Yeah. <laughs> okay, picks you up. Tech picks us up. He's got some weed. I hit it, and it makes me cough so hard. Just one <laughs> cough. I had my seatbelt on in the in the passenger side. You know, safety first. I coughed one time, and I instantly knew I was going to throw up. I was like. I'm going to keep like this cough is not stopping anytime soon oh and I'm so full. I'm going to puke. Welcome to LA. I, I un- instantly unbuckle my seatbelt and just get out of the car and I'm coughing. And I start throwing up and then I look over and Dolo's fucking filming it. He has that video somewhere, but oh, yeah, bro, wow. one hit first hit got, you know, you, you get that deep cough that comes from your stomach and you're like, Oh my God, it's a wrap. I got out, started puking in the parking lot. Good times though. And and then we we went on. I don't think I was high, dude. I, I I don't think I was high at that point because we went to some party inside of a hotel, like some dope L.A. party, nice chandeliers and like super sick atmosphere. Right. Jermaine Dupree was there, I remember. But the whole time, like I couldn't even think about Jermaine Dupree. I was like, am I high? I'm walking around this party. I'm like, am I high? I can't tell if I'm high. And I wasn't drinking because I was like, I want to know what it feels like to be high. Right. So I'm just like, oh, I'm in my head. Like, am I high? And I'm, I asked them, I'm like, am I high? They're like, if you think, if you're thinking about how high you are, you're definitely high. I was like, I don't think I'm high. They're like, if you hear this and voice then, in your head, you're high. You know the fucking vibes? That's like- <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I don't think I was high. Okay. We go to the next spot, which is the spot fashion was DJing at. We smoked again in the car on the way there. Same thing, bro. I don't think I was high. We leave that party. We smoke again on the way to this diner. We get to the diner, and I am full-blown out of my mind. Like, at, I know for a fact I'm high now. We're with uh, – we're, it was me and Dolo sitting on a bench, Tex across from us, and then our boy Frankie – was uh, next to Tech, and this dude parties, bro. He parties hard, and he talks so fast and so much. All I remember was staring at Frankie talk, and I felt like his face was painted on the wall of the diner talking. Like, it wasn't even him. It was just a painting of him talking. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely fucking high now. Great times. (laughs) Been smoking ever since. All right. So, um, so, you know, that's a lot happened right there. incredible yeah oh my god wow okay so learn kids take whatever you want from that story um yeah. good or bad that's a seesaw of emotions and uh things that happened that night yeah tech is the man he's just like one of the best most just like loyal friend great most trustworthy 
dope DJ, solid human beings on this earth. And like, I have stories upon stories from him. And like, he, we would go to Sundance Film Festival uh, past few years, like me and him, Mr. Best, we would share a house and he would come up just for the week. We would try to get him gigs, you know, whatever we could do. And he would do dope shit. And um, I mean, I got endless stories with him, but there was just one night where I feel like, you know, sometimes it's like hard to get weed up there. And I remember we'd gotten something, we had a joint and we brought, it was like Tao has this after hours um, thing that they do at Sundance every year. So you go do all the parties and then you, everybody ends up at Tao and it's minus 20 degrees and you're trying to get in. I mean, you're used to that in Chicago, but in LA people are not used to standing outside in minus 20 degrees. So it's like pure insanity out there. And um, so we're in there and, and, and I think like, I dropped the J or something and I was like, damn, I dropped it. And like tech sees some dude like that has it or something like picked it up and he's like, I'm gonna get it. I'm like, nah, it's fine, dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. Like who, who cares? He's like, nah, I'll be right back. So he like rolls <laughs> yeah. up to this dude and I see him talking to him like, and I'm like, oh shit, what's about to happen? And the, the dude was huge too, like, and did not look nice, you know? And, and, yeah. and then I see them like starting to get like, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. We're about to like get in a fight and towel. I don't even care about this. You know, I don't even want it, you know? Yeah. And then finally, like you see tech, like, all right, then. And then like comes back. He's like, I got it. I was like, how'd you do that? He's like, there was no way I'm letting that fool take it. You know, like he just like steps up to the plate and is like, I'm handling. He's a man of morals. He's Tech a man of morals. will handle business. Like I've done so many yes. events with him or he's helped me. He's DJed with me. He's helped me do anything. And like, he is the most trustworthy in the sense that I can just trust him to do anything, like hold anything down or like whatever. Like probably the final party I did before the pandemic really kicked in. Um, I did it with him and, uh, you know, he just was so, he was the best person to have there. He held it down so perfectly with the music, with everything, with talking to the people and just, just handling everything. And then, uh, and that was it. But yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy that he's out here still. And even when I started coming back and doing the drive-in gigs, he would come with his girl and, and his dog. He has this special dog now. And uh, I got to shout out his dog on the mic <laughs> to the whole crowd. I saw that. It was hilarious. I saw that. So good. Um, yeah. That's, dude. That, yeah, well, he's the man, bro. Yeah. He's the I've man. always listened to him. Like, he helped me out so much uh, in DJing. I met, like, I met him because I was making beats for this rapper in Chicago uh -huh. who Architect was that dude's DJ. Okay. And then when Tech... Uh, went to go play the clubs and shit and couldn't do this guy's gigs anymore. He was like, yo, you should DJ for me. Uh, you know, you could be on stage with me and shit. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll do it. And then once I started like falling in love with DJing tech helped me out so much, bro. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the man. So shout, hopefully we'll get to see him again soon. Um, dude, that is, that is a classic story though. Um, <laughs> any, um, what about like, well, I guess, you know, I was going to get into other stories, but just to, so I don't get too off topic, like just to still build on your whole brand and all the stuff you do, what are all the different things you do like to put into that? Just so people can understand, like, as far as I know you do vlogs, I know you do Patreon, which I don't even totally know what goes into all that. I know you got your podcast, um, and any other things you want to tell us about and like what, what's your process on, go on working on all that stuff? 
Um, so right now we do the podcast once a week and, um, I, I have a vlog, but I don't like really have a vlog. You know what I mean? Like I like to vlog and I'll do it once in a while. So I don't know. I wouldn't say I have a vlog. I have vlogged. (laughs) Right. Well, you've done a good Um, amount of them, right? I mean, I think there's like 12, there's 12 of them. Right. I like doing it, but I, I, I fucking, I always talk myself out of it because I, for, for the vlogs, I set up, I set up the camera and then I sit here and I just talk Yeah, and it's so hard to get comfortable just sitting in front of a camera by yourself and talking. Right. So a lot of times I'll do it. It's, that's why it takes so long for me to do it. I just, I gotta True. stop being a pussy and just fully commit. Yeah. But yeah, I do that. And, um, the, the little recap videos I'm trying to do to up my, subs on my patreon so i'll i'll I'll, you know take videos in the club i got this gopro um and uh i'll edit together a little recap and there's always like you know this girl that's got a sticker on her titties and then right she'll pull it off and then right when she pulls it off there's a thing that comes up like subscribe to the patreon if you want to see the full video um and the patreon is it's basically only fans in in the concept of OnlyFans, where you subscribe to a page to see the content that's on it, yeah. Um, mine is closer to an OnlyFans because I have naked girls on there. Right. Most Patreons are not like most podcasters right. have Patreon. Are you allowed for, to do that? Like, do they have any rules? So yeah, there's no porn. There's no porn allowed. Right. Like OnlyFans is porn. Patreon, yes. you're not allowed to post porn. You can post nudity, okay. but not porn. So like so what like I'm a doing fine is, line. I mean, yes, if it depends what you're doing. I don't know. I would like, you know, what I'm posting is ma- is mainly girls showing their titties and ass in the club, which is like, you know, like a girl's gone wild kind of thing. I have not gotten in trouble for it on there. I hope that I don't ever, but we'll see. But um it's and uh can, it's right. Can you do that kind art. of stuff on it's OnlyFans? Like, is OnlyFans like, like live only, it. like a stream? Or can no, you, no, no. So you could it's, have that you, same you kind of subscription, like check these videos. But you feel like Patreon maybe is more OnlyFans. I mean, if you if you want like a in depth run on OnlyFans, I got you because that's one of my favorite platforms right now. So okay, <laughs> what about like I've seen DJs on there too, like trying to trying to promote yeah. their DJ page. And I'm like, does that work? So I don't think that there's a, a rules on what you can and can't post on OnlyFans. I think it's anything goes on there. So you, most people are obviously posting porn, but yeah, you could you could do anything on there. But that's why I think Patreon has more of like a, a name for anything outside of porn. You know what I mean? Yes. People think OnlyFans, they think porn. On Patreon, it's like podcasters, creators, artists. That yeah. are, that's These are the things that they're selling on there. But uh, OnlyFans is so much deeper than just a subscription, bro. Like that's the that's the tip of the iceberg for the money that these girls are making. What, what is it? if you subs if you subscribe to a girl's OnlyFans page, maybe she'll post, uh, you know, a, a something a little sexy, maybe like a little nip slip or something on there that you get to see. But then they'll hit you in the DMs. They'll send like a mass DM that's like, hey, baby, you look so sweet today. Like, oh, bitch, you don't know what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no. like, it's like, I'm so horny right now. I know you want to see this, you know, pay $50 for this video of me doing this. 
that's where they're making their money is is all those videos, little fifty dollar hits on these guys that got caveman brain because they came from Instagram <laughs> off some booty pic, oh, made wow. it to the OnlyFans, and that you just keep it's like a you just keep having to give a, give a little more to get a little more kind of thing. Right. It's not like and they don't have to up, pay a commission you, you, or something. I think or they no. pay. Okay. Uh, they, there's probably a commission, but but most people think that you're just paying the fifteen dollars for the month and you get everything. Right. Like you get barely anything for that, and okay. then all the extras is where you get hit. Right. Okay. It's like Twitch. You're like keep gifting the subscriptions or <laughs> something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They try to yeah. upsell you. Uh, okay. Interesting. Uh, so, and you you are you really gonna go on there? Or are you just kind of thinking about it. It's, well, okay. I really want to run an OnlyFans for girls that don't know, like hot girls that just don't know how to market themselves. That don't know. I can take pictures, do videos, edit all that. I could do everything for them. It's really hard to get that going though. But if if all else fails and I need to make some money, I'm ready. I'm ready to step into the OnlyFans game and start, you know, start putting out my own content. <laughs> that's, that's just it's just a backup plan it's just there i don't i don't want to do it but i will do it <laughs> right right i mean i know you got to be inclusive you can put some some of your stickers on some balls uh going forward yeah, or yeah. Uh, you know yeah, male 100 you know it's there's the, been, there's 2021. been some male ass yeah there's been some male ass with my stickers on it i'm not mad at it okay it's not my thing but you know there's there's a market for anybody out yeah, there yeah we're out here we're inclusive <laughs> Um, okay. Interesting. Thank you for the rundown. I've learned a lot. We've only been going for about 40 minutes and I've learned new terms and, uh, about OnlyFans. So thank you. Um, all right. And then, so like, what about, you know, headed back to, um, the club world? Like a lot of times, you know, we post about all the amazing things that we, that happen and all the cool things. But as DJs, I deal with a lot of, I've dealt with being pulled off all kinds of horror stories and horrible things have you ever had any horrible things happen or maybe the weirdest thing a promoters asked you to do you know how promoters want you to do stupid shit sometimes sell bottles like any kind of yeah. stories in that realm um i've never had a promoter ask me to do anything crazy i think for the most part i'm doing the craziest shit in the club <laughs> right. anyway that's true like but I have horror stories. I mean, you know, every DJ knows the fucking manager that comes up to you and tells you to pick the energy up when yes. you have the room by the balls already. Like, right. We talked about this on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. Like it, it, it's not, it's not about your, in, it's, it's not about the one song that you're playing when this manager just got done dealing with a server and doing some paperwork and, and doing a chargeback on some guy's credit card. He's been in the office for the last 30 minutes and hasn't heard any song prior. Right. He comes out of the office into the club and maybe you're playing Usher my boo because these people are ready for it. Yeah. To him, he walks out and he's like, why the fuck is Usher on right. in the club? Like what? The energy's low. And he comes up and you'll pick the energy. I'll pick the energy up. And you're like, what? Like, I got this. This is what I do. Right. There's nobody that knows when I'm fucking up more than me. <laughs> like, right. You right. know, if this room is not feeling what I'm doing, I promise you that I know that first. Yes. I feel it in my fucking stomach. <laughs> it's so true. You know? Yeah. 
Totally. That's so that, I mean, we have to deal with that, you know, every so often, but it, but it's just one of those things. It's like, I understand why this guy is wrong <laughs> and I, and I get it. You right. can be wrong. That is true. I'm not going to yeah. get mad at it. You that's, know, that's true. That's true. What about like, like a, like failure or rejection, like, you know, trying to get gigs at spots or getting pulled off in the middle of the night or like anything um, like that. When I was uh, first starting, I would send, I would just like Google my area code and put bars, like 60712 bars. Yeah. And I had this email that I would just send to everybody that was like, yo, let me DJ at your spot. I mean, better worded than that, but that was it. <laughs> yeah. And yo, I remember some place. Right. <laughs> some place hit me back and they were like, yeah, you could come by on Thursday night and, and like play and then, you know, we'll see. I'm like, all right, dope. I get there, bring all my shit set up, this and that. I start DJing. I'm playing like Missy Elliott, you know, uh, 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 put the words down, flip it in reverse. It yeah. fucking hit, like hip hop hit. Right. Play, start playing some other shit. It's just all hip hop hits. And the guy comes over. He's like, do you have no idea what we do here? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, this is a rock bar, bro. Like, you can't play this shit in here. And I was like, oh, I don't really <laughs> any rock music like <laughs> I, like i've been practicing for this hip-hop shit <laughs> right oh my god and he was like all right bro you gotta go but he's like it, you know like get your shit together you can come back but like i can't have you do this here <laughs> i was like all oh right my I'm god. Out. did you ever go back <laughs> no fuck no i was so embarrassed i was so fucking just I was like, Jesus, that's terrible. That's a horrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lesson as a DJ. You kind of want to know. Lesson learned. You want to know yeah. what uh, what that is. Go what to the spot, spot first. And exactly. Like I'm doing a spot in Vegas next month, and I have never been there. I've seen little videos online, but I'm like, should I go fly there just literally to hang out for the day and and feel it out? You know, because I've been talking to some of the other DJs, and like, you just want to know that feeling that everybody's getting so then you can be prepared for it rather than coming in and like, all right, I'm about to, Oh, that's not working. Okay. This is not good. You yeah. know? Yeah. You have something to do. That's like also one time I, I went to go open. I went to Milwaukee. I used to go to Milwaukee once a month and the dude that owned the club also owned this uh, like little venue right. where they would sell tickets for like, lower grade edm max i don't know okay. if that's like a bad thing to say but Bo no, boombox stereo so. boombox stereo was playing it's, it's a big name whatever mm -hmm. um i i have this whole set planned like like in terms of the type of music i'm gonna play i'm opening for these guys who do this i'm gonna play this it's not like their shit but people that like that shit will like this shit i think and I get there, and there's this kid, bro, just going 1,000% on the dubstep, like the wildest garbage machine, truck sex, fucking banger music. Like, <laughs> this kid's headbanging. There's, like, 50 kids there yeah. who are just with it. They're like, hell yeah. Like, this kid's going harder than Boombox Cartel could ever fucking go in their life. Right. And I have to go next before them. And I'm like, my whole shit's out the window. My whole shit's out the window. These kids are already through the roof. Right. They want nothing to do with this sweet-ass opening EDM trap shit I'm going to play. I just had to play, like, every banger that I could possibly find. I'm 
searching Skrillex and, and fucking flight facility and whatever, whoever <laughs> I maybe think makes dubstep. I almost ran out of music because this kid was going so hard. Like I was not prepared for that whatsoever. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, well, uh, quick plug. That's where BeatSource comes into play. You'll have everything ready for you to go if you click Let's go. Uh, the playlist and add to playlist, and instantly you'll be able to handle that problem. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's the truth, though. They, uh, they, you know, it's like that makes me think sometimes if I get in those situations, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna immediately. You walk in, you need Afro beats or you need whatever it is. Like they got yeah. that shit ready, like on deck. You know, if the dubstep kid is in effect burning you but also changing your entire vision of what your set was about to be yeah that's a great plug clip yeah. that okay we there we go that. <laughs> that's what it's needed for baby um and so um another thing in that world like like we've all had times where we do play a song we think we do have the crowd you know under control or by the balls and like we got him in the palm of our hand and we play a track and it doesn't work and we clear the dance floor you have any like go-to tracks that are like all right this is going to bring the, the crowd back you know be faithful or like something do you have like one that's yes. in your crate or the, a few of them the kid cut up edit of be faithful every single time oh, works without truth. doubt yes uh pop lock and drop it is the fucking vaccine for any dead dance floor <laughs> really it's, it's the true. fucking that's the fucking paddles bro well when you started from that you know that yeah. it's fucking uh what, what's the little tag say uh <laughs> i don't even uh, remember um uh, i know uh, what you're saying though um crazy all right so, and so not just in texas like that in chicago that works. Uh, yeah, that's my right. my go to for sure. Those two. Um, what else? I feel like motto. I feel like motto gets them going again. True. That's like because it just starts. It just yeah. starts. It starts on that one, and it starts with Drake. Fucking, uh, I'm the fucking man. You know. Yeah. I feel like that one gets them going. That'll recharge it up. True. Good. Good choices. Um, Hannah Montana, Migos. That shit's hype. Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana. How crazy. That's like an old school song now. <laughs> yeah, they're all old. I mean, no one's making club music, dude. There, there's no, I can't, I guess, uh, Young Thug and uh, Lil Baby, That, but that's like all really slow trap hip hop that does right. go off in the club. It does go off in the club, but I feel like you can't play that shit for more than like a minute because then it's just like. Right. Okay. On and on. Yeah. They, they get hype off the off the excitement of hearing it, and then the the excitement wears off quick. You got to hit them with another one. Like yeah. if you're in that zone of that, like Pooh Shiesty, little baby Dirk, all that. Like it's gotta it's gotta be quick. I think. Yeah, it's true. It is kind of interesting because like hip hop had really taken over the open format kind of sets, like the way EDM did a while ago. But now it feels almost like house music and stuff like that that has the energy behind it is like coming in like, sorry, you guys are making this stuff that doesn't isn't as universal club wise. So, you know, it's people are starting to gravitate yeah. towards house music and and that back into the open format world. I feel like a little bit. I feel like hip hop DJs, like good hip hop DJs, that like party rock dudes who know yeah. how to like work the crowd i feel like they use multiple 
slow trap hip hop songs to like create the energy that one EDM song will give you. You know what I mean? If you look at like that slow breakdown and that build up and then that hit, like you'll play three songs in a row that all fit together like that. Like you'll get the crowd engulfed with the song with, you know, they're singing and then you play the next shit. That's a little bit more hype. And then you play the shit that's like super hype and you hit them. That's true. That's, that's an interesting perspective on it, but you're right. And that, that's like how we've had to figure out how to put it together and and in order to like get everybody still dancing and keep keep the energy up as the manager told us to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and so like who are, you know, going back, like who are some of your inspirations just for starting to DJ, starting to scratch, even with podcasting and all the stuff you do? What, who are some of the people you looked up to in those worlds? Um, like before I was DJing, I always wanted to scratch cause I love, uh, you know, old school underground hip hop, like DJ premier scratching all of his hooks yeah. that just hearing him do that made me want to scratch, like not even become a DJ, but just learn how to scratch. So when I got like this shitty little Gemini starter kit thing to sample records off of, you yeah. know, I would always try and scratch on there. Um, so that he was a huge inspiration, but then like, more more than anything i think once i started djing it was obviously am who is i don't think you could find a club dj today who wasn't inspired by that dude so true the the ultimate legend yeah um he's like the ultimate warrior for djs the ultimate legend true um then from there, once I really started getting into DJing and like going out and, and listening to Architect DJ and, and Castle from back home, those dudes were the dudes that really became my inspiration. Like it, w- it was Architect and then Castle DJing at a live one, just sitting there watching him do his thing and learning. Yeah. And uh, then w- once I started getting more into the clubs, it was uh, Jesse Seeley was definitely a huge inspiration. I was always that dude because I came from the hip hop world that was kind of like, man, these motherfuckers can't even scratch. Like, <laughs> right, like, right. Fuck these guys. They're not even DJs. Right. But then I started hearing how they play the room and use the music right. in their own way rather than scratching to do their shit. And I was like, oh, OK, this this dude can't scratch, but he knows what the fuck he's doing in this club for sure. True. What about like in the marketing, like, you know, how do you, is there people that inspire you in that marketing world? Like the guy you to do all those different things and the podcast and all that, or is that just kind of a mix of things you've seen and you decided to do it? Um, the marketing stuff. Yeah. And just like any podcasts or other party throwing people or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, definitely in terms of like doing the sticker thing and all that, it was for sure. Kirill, Kirill was here. Yeah. I remember when that dude first started my, we lived in Arizona. I moved to Arizona for a year because my boys were going to ASU out there. Okay. I had just broken up with my girlfriend. I stopped going to school in Chicago and I was like, I had nothing to do of working at Jimmy John's and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to Arizona with my boys. Yeah finish school. I'll go to the community college next to ASU, get a job, just whatever, thrive out there. And, uh, my boy used to look at his website before, like this is before Instagram really popped off. He would go to careerwashere.com and look at all the champagne facials and shit. Yeah. And, and, and I remember when that shit like, started, like I'd be with him in New York 
at this spot, Gold Bar, and he was, you know, just a photographer. But then he would like slowly do into that. And you'd have to go on the website to go find the pictures to try to be like, oh, does he have a shot of me DJing that I could put on my MySpace or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That's tight. That's so sick, bro. If you found one of those on there, that'd be tight. That's like, uh, did you see Neil Jackson's uh, uh, picture is some lady's profile picture on um, yes. Hinge or something. It has his fucking name in the background. <laughs> and he's there. I, I, it took me a minute to even realize what was happening. I'm like, that is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. But uh, yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, just inspiration <laughs> for the marketing and podcasting. It's all good. That was good. But let, oh, let's cool. get we were into a, Kirill. We were yeah, Kirill. Yeah, Kirill. We were talking about Kirill was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He for sure. But I, I remember I would always be like, because I'm, I'm the single. Like I, I want to sp- spread love and my seed, and you know, <laughs> just connect with women. Like I'm that guy of my friends group. So mm-hmm. my friends would kind of watch those videos and look at those pictures and things and be like, damn, this guy's sick. And I would always kind of be like, we could do that. I could do that. You know what I mean? Not to take anything away from him, but I would be like, that's a, like we do, I do those things. Yeah. I'll just not in that way, really. Like he was inspiration, not saying that like I'm better, you know, like I could do that, but he was definitely an inspiration. I'd be like, I could do that. Like you're sitting on the couch watching him do that. I want someone to sit on their couch and watch me do that. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that was kind of my mindset. But that was like years before the sticker. I didn't I didn't like set out on a journey to do that. I just like that kind of came it, 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 like the inspiration came later once it, it the opportunity presented itself. Sort yeah. of thing, you know. Right. Right. Um well, yo, let's um, head over to the internet questions if uh, you can answer some of those. And surprisingly enough, a lot I thought you'd get all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, some of them are, but a lot of them are just <laughs> like um, some, D, you know, DJ, not nerdy, but like DJ questions. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like working DJ type shit. So I think, and then some of them are pretty funny. But uh, let's see. Um, so DJ Exempt. Says, how do you keep DJing exciting after so many years? I just like, I have to tell myself that this is the best job in the world. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go, you're going to DJ and you're like, shit, I don't want to do this. Or, you know, it's like, right. oh, fuck, I do this five nights a week. A lot of times in the same rooms, it's, it gets repetitive. Yeah. But then you have to stop and be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, what are you saying right now? You want to go do something else where you get paid one fourth of the money, taking 20 times the amount of time. Like, stop being a little bitch. Go fucking have fun. Go do what you do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I have to give myself those pep talks sometimes. That's true. That is the truth. You got to <laughs> get you got to get perspective. We're lucky. Yeah, extremely lucky. Um, all right, let's see. The next one I think is from architect, even though it's not from his account, but I don't think his dog can type. So it's from Zuma, (laughs) Zuma Luma Ding Dong, his dog's Instagram account, but I'm pretty sure it's him. Uh, he said, did you know back at Butch McGuire's what DJ strategy (laughs) would evolve into? (laughs) 
No, bro. Yeah. He, he used to fucking DJ at Cedar Hotel right around the corner. I was working at Butch McGuire's. I was a doorman and then a server and then a bartender. Yeah. And then he fucking gave me the opportunity to work. He, he was trying to get out of a spot to, to get to a better spot. Yeah. Didn't want to like leave. You know what I mean? You kind of want to fill the hole with somebody that'll keep the dude happy. Yeah. So he was like, he, I remember he hit me and he was like, bro, I need you to, to, to learn this music. Cause you know, I'm a hip hop head. Like I'm trying to play Nas and Gangstar. He's like, I need you to learn this music, this, this top 40 radio shit. And even more importantly, uh, was like this indie rock stuff that they wanted for the first couple of hours at the spot. Yeah, totally. So I did that and he fucking, he, he got me in, he moved, he moved on up and then mayhem ensued. (laughs) I love it. Um, all right. Next one, uh, from somebody, a great person that I, I wish would ask more questions, uh, stone rock. Um, he said, and it's actually for people watching on YouTube might relate back to a whiteboard that's in your background right now. I'm, I can't read it too well, but I think that maybe, um, it says, does exercise actually lead to sex? Exercise has been known to cause, cause sex. Yes. That is a 110% fact. Okay. And a lot of people think that it's just like, you exercise, you get skinny and then girls are going to want to fuck you. No, it's, it, that is a small piece of it. Okay. But it's it's about the mental. You get your head right. You'll be able to smash even if you don't look that good yet. You know what I mean? You're trying to lose 200 pounds. Maybe you're only at the 30-pound mark, but now your head's in the right place. You might be able to spit some some game, you know? I mean, Big Biggie True. was out here doing it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Biggie was a, he was a player. He's a big dude. Yeah. Also, you know, if you're in a committed relationship and 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 you want to – have sex, but you're feeling like you don't have your sex drive or whatever it is. Exercise, baby. Been known to cause sex. There we go. Been known. Get your sex. All right. Up. And look like you got that <laughs> regimen back there uh, with the water and the breathing. And Whoa. I don't know. I don't know what yeah, that refers to. Actually, that might be an Alabama hot pocket uh, instruction <laughs> back there. I don't know what it is. It's the recipe, bro. It's the Alabama hot pocket. I think you're recipe. doing a cookbook that you're not telling us about yet. That's my board of like, if I need. Sometimes I just don't know what to do. Sometimes that you, Yo, have you ever I, had I so you. much. That's what the pandemic had... does. I have so much. My to do <laughs> list will be so long. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm gonna do that yeah. later. But I, I don't. What do I even do? You know, what does my life yes. consist of? Sometimes I feel sometimes you. I can't put the things in order that I want to do, and it's like then you don't end up doing anything at all. You just right. are stressing about like what should I do. That's my board of like, I look at that, I'll do something off that board or, or there's like some quotes on there. Maybe it'll remind me of something and then hopefully it'll get the wheels turning and I'll get going. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I need a whiteboard like that. <laughs> you got to drink water, breathe. I see some things. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just the basics. Sometimes we forget to breathe. I, we do. Bro, I read this book. I read this book over, uh, uh, not over anything, maybe like six months ago. <laughs> okay. It's called uh, breathe breath. I don't even know. I don't even know what it's called breath. I think by uh, James Nestor, it's all okay. about breathing and how we don't know how to breathe correctly. It, and then it, uh, you're it, right. 
It's the truth. It teaches you all this, all this shit. And what, like being like, able to breathe, like with your stomach and have your lungs yes. go down, yes. and that people breathe like with the up top part, and it makes you all constrained and have crazy anxiety and yes. feel all in. And then the more you breathe, where you let your stomach like go in and out, right? Is that kind of? I didn't read the book, but I kind of know some stuff with that. And even yeah. that's what meditation and stuff like teaches you, like. You know, and who knew we'd be talking about this on the strategy episode, but uh, books and meditation and breathing. But no, exactly. <laughs> like you could take yourself out of stressful environments. You're stressed out at a club. You're doing something. You you remember those breathing things and you just start like relaxing and breathing your lungs down in your stomach and letting it out. It relaxes your whole body and changes your whole mindset. And people don't even realize that. hundred percent. So yeah, the book is about that, but really it's uh, I, I think it's called like the science of, of an old art or something. It's about the actual scientific proof right. that, that we are fucking this breathing thing up. And when you do breathe correctly, your health, elevates immensely that's so interesting there's a whole there's this dude wim hoff that's like that's his whole yes, thing like dude. people pay mad the, money the yeah no i but i know you have to be like <sighs> like insane Bro, like you breathe till you're you, passing out and then go in an ice bath and like insane you shit. get high like, you get legit high off of that off of the wim hoff breathing method that's what you i heard will you get you go into another dimension, bro. Right. It's, he like doesn't get cold, great. right? He can like go into Antarctica and like hike and like just breathing keeps him warm or something. I don't know. Something yes. like that, right? Crazy. Yeah. Um it's wild out here. It is, it is. Let's breathe, people. The, like fabulous shit told we you. all discovered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shit, you is know, just blaze. It, no, just blaze. It's just blaze. I think so. Breathe. Do, 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 da. One. Yeah, he was on this shit way before us. We yeah. didn't want to listen. See, come on, you guys. Why do you think he's where he is right now? <laughs> um, he's breathing. Um, so, all right, next, DJ Jamar, J-A-M-R, Jammer. Um, Jammer, I like that. DJ Jammer. Um, if I said it wrong, sorry, buddy. I get a lot of, like, responses to people me with people saying like you pronounced my name wrong and i'm like i need like uh, instructions like i'm down yeah, I, I respect you but i don't know there's underscores it's there's j-m-a-j-a-m-r it's a lot that's that that's that internet fucking victimhood shit right you be should, lucky that the man said your name on his podcast come on you know or give me a, <laughs> give me a pronunciation out here <laughs> sorry guys I need a thesaurus in this bitch. Um, all right, DJ Jammer, I'm calling you that. And if that's not your name, I'm sorry. Advice when it comes to technical issues. I've entered the phase of it. Wait, what? I Oh, I've entered the phase of if it's not one thing, it's another. And he gives me the emoji of uh, looking up. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I've... I don't really deal with a lot of technical issues. I mean, sometimes the clubs have broken equipment, which fucking sucks, but right. I'm, I've always been like a minimalist. Like when people were using dicers and shit, I remember, I think, honestly, I think architect told me this. If I remember correctly, he was like, don't, don't get so used to DJing on equipment that might not be there one day. Yes. Great. You know advice. what I mean? Yeah. He was like, so I always used my cue points on my on my computer. I never used them on the mixer when I was playing on like a 62 or something. 
Um, and I always just have been in that mindset. And, and yeah. for a long time, I've just, I have a Serato box in my bag. So if anything's wrong at the club, I got the box. We're good to go. Right. Um, I still have that box. I just don't know if it works with Serato DJ. I just switched. Maybe <laughs> it like does. Six it doesn't work with Big time. Sur. It doesn't work with Big Sur or the M1 chip computers, I guess. All right. So um, just, yeah, a few more internet questions and then we'll get out of here. But um, this one actually really applies to you. I think you'll be able to speak on it. Um, Dangerous Stranger. Uh, scary, scary name right there. Um, it's asked, a little terrifying of a name. You can't creep into a girl's DM with that name. Bro. Yo, you're you not. Change that's that. a stalker <laughs> name. Uh, you, I don't. I'm gonna look you up after this. Dangerous underscore stranger. I'm, Although I'm some girls might be into that. You know those girls True. that like love the murder mystery documentaries and like want to yeah. fucking go to the jails to visit the dudes that did the murders because they love them. Right. It's wild out here. Yeah, that maybe is his market. Um, Dangerous Stranger, (laughs) (laughs) thank you for writing in. We appreciate you listening and following me, obviously, or something from writing this. So um, hopefully you're not scary. But he asks an interesting question that I think applies to you. What uh, what's the best way to DJ in a new city you've moved to without poaching gigs? Yeah, we got uh we got really lucky with that because like I said, we came in with Bottle Blonde. So right. we came in with the gigs already at a new spot that nobody had gigs at. Like we were the guys there. So that was easy for us. But as far as other gigs that I've gotten in the city, um, we have gotten so much hospitality from the booth pimps. Shouts to Johnny J, Ebonics, DJ Fon, Rectic, all those guys out here showed us so much love oh. danny west actually linked us with them great i know danny i know he's in texas obviously so i hit him let him know he linked me with johnny J, and they have just been the nicest uh most accommodating loving sweetest men that i've ever met i think really so shouts to them and uh oh. you know they they've helped us out a lot um and then other than that I, you know once you once you start building your name and doing, uh, you know, making any type of waves, I think people sort of respect that. And yeah. they're not like, if you get a gig and they're a local dude that you think would be mad at you for getting that gig, like, I think that some people would be like, oh, damn, like he, you know, oh, he did this video that got this view or was on World Star or, or he was you know, made this recap video that, that the club saw and they really liked or whatever. You see the reason why he got that gig. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, I need to do that. There's some people that are going to hate. You can't stop that. But those dudes don't matter anyways. So you don't even got to worry about them. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good though. Like basically getting in, being respectful and getting with the people who live there and doing it the right way and not being some, you know, yeah, just too thirsty and expecting to get shit out of nowhere and trying to overtake people and be shady, and, you know, because you see those people all the time everywhere. Um, and I think that's a yeah. good good approach. And also you got lucky with the bottle blonde. But I think either way, even if you didn't have that, I know you'd be able to make your way the same way you've done in all the other places. I think you're 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 pretty genuine and smart about how you go about your, um, I guess, the DJ politics or whatever it is, you know, so. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, all right. A few more. Let's see. Champagne Steph. Uh, how do you know when it's going to be a busy night or it's going to be dead? 
I mean, is that the endless question of all DJs that we all wonder? Yeah. If I knew that it was going to be a busy night before going in, I think all of my fears and anxieties would just melt away and I would be able to, you know, watch a couple of episodes of Dave in my bed, you know, up up until like 10 minutes before I had to leave. Yeah. It's so good, bro. That episode with Rick Rubin. Oh, it was the best. Who directed that? I got to look it up. I don't know if he did, but it was so artistic. The, the art, the direction, the cinematography, like. You really, really, really felt like you were tripping and in it and like like that was a piece of art the way it even looked and the way it was all put together. I was like my mind was blown. Dude, and I I mean this may be a spoiler alert, I don't know, but I was really, really hoping because remember when he he was down, you know, in the in the thick of it and and talking to the the bald dude. Yes. Who, you know, was well, potentially yes. his ego. And he was like, wait, I, you're my ego. I have to kill you. Like, I thought that would have been sick if that was actually it. And then they had to fucking fight and he had to just murder that dude. And then like, I was ready it, to be I mean? like, I don't know if I could watch this because so they already show so much crazy shit. I'm like, what's this going to look like? He's really going <laughs> to kill him. Dick all the time. Oh my God. It's <laughs> crazy. It, bro. It's so good, dude. Well, you get to see him and Yo. Benny Blanco naked. I'm like, I don't know if I needed that, but I mean, just props that, to him. How for... uncomfortable was that episode, dude? But that's what I love. Just, you know what I mean? That's what makes it artistic. Exactly. As much as someone probably exactly. thinks I'm an idiot saying that, it's art. It makes you feel he, something. Exactly. If you could get somebody to feel something so much to the point where they're like, yo, I'm fucking uncomfortable, yeah. then you're doing exactly right. what you wanted to do. And in the hip hop world, to do something like that, <laughs> that's that's a lot. You know, I mean, so funny, bro. It's that's crazy. A, it's a great show. Every time I'm like, what's he going to do? And then it just gets better and better. I can't believe it. I liked season one a lot more. I think that there was a lot more comedy in season one. Season two True. was definitely more serious, but still good. Still I agree. Good. I agree. It was really good. but And that episode really was a standout, the Rick Rubin. Um, but season yeah. one definitely had a bit more actual music and rapping and things mixed in with comedy and like all the stuff and the awkwardness and, you know, sucked you in and got you to want to keep watching it. Um, all right. Um Jarv oh yeah so so you don't know it was the answer if it's dead or yeah bad. i don't know you never you can never really know i mean you know here's here's how so i know factors every almost every single time i have showed up to a spot and either anybody associated with the club whether it's a promoter dj <laughs> anybody says to me it's gonna be crazy tonight bro it's gonna be packed we got a million rsvps it's dead Every like it's almost like jinxing it. Like anytime someone starts saying that to me and they're that confident, I'm like, and then they go, "So sorry, man. I I, I never seen it like this. Uh, this never happened." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, right. Like you, this is what you do every week. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what your deal is, but that's started happening to me. Where I'm like, "What are you? What is this? Whenever they tell me it's gonna be good, it's dead. And then whenever it's just like standard, it's dope." <laughs> You think that they're straight up lying to you just I to like keep your keep your your uh, your hopes up so that maybe it will get busy and you're not thinking that it won't. You know what I mean? Like you're not in your own head before the gig. Maybe. Or do they really think it's going to be busy? 
I think they really think it, but I I don't know. I don't know. There's always something. You know, they're like, there's never been ice on the pavement before. So, you know, that's what's (laughs) up. I'm like, what? Ice on the pavement? Like, there's always some weird thing. Like, the third urinal was broken, bro. That's never happened. So, no one (laughs) came. I'm like, what are you fucking... Some local local cupcake contest that ran too long or something. Yeah. And then I feel bad. I'm like, should I have promoted more? But I'm like, it's their thing. Like, I'm here to do a good job. If they just pack the club. It's interesting. That's been an interesting thing with open format DJs. I mean, just being, you know, me being in Vegas for so long, I saw the whole transition of everything of Vegas was they knew they had to get all the people in the club and they wanted to have the absolute best DJ to there to hold it down in the same way you were talking earlier about being able to, to, to do the job right, you know, if they get the people in front of you. But then I saw that transition to the ticket sales and can you bring the people yourself and do you have your own party? Are you a promoter? You know, and all of it, it's it's become this gray area, weird world where DJs are like, I don't want to do that. But then the ones that do it, they can be more successful and, and t- the ticket sales world where it was so separated that was only bands like came into Vegas and other nightclubs and places even in Chicago and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I didn't see that happen really like you, but it's, uh, I feel like, do you think that it's kind of starting to make the turn back around almost kind of yes. like the clubs are now, the clubs are now able to pack themselves so easily because obviously if the clubs are letting people in, they, yeah. people want to come in. We've been locked up. There's been this whole thing. Like yeah. if, if when the clubs reopened, they were f- full blown going. Right. So now I feel like the club already knows that. And now they want their like trustworthy DJs who they know can handle this room full of people. Yeah. Kind of back doing the thing. Yeah, I think it's that, but it's also mixed. It's almost like everything's just mixed together now because DJs that have their own parties, I feel like are in a strong position um, a lot of the time oh, now, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that For wasn't sure. even, that was a thing before, but now it's more of a thing, I feel like. So if you can create your own party or your own thing, then then you've got a leg up on people. That's for sure true. That's what I liked about the whole Twitch thing. Like when, yes. when the DJing really started to take off on Twitch, yeah. like now these guys have their own following that will even carry over into the clubs. Yep. You know what I mean? People now know who they are from the internet. If they're playing in real life near this person's city, they're going to come out. Yeah. That's, a, that's definitely a lot of power to have, to have the people that like you enough to support you in direct contact with you like you don't have to go through the club the club is essentially like the middleman right like the the people are like i want to go to this club because i know that they know how to pick the dj and shit whatever yeah if those people just love you like i love this dj i'll go to any club that he's at then you're in a much better position yeah it's the truth um all right, let's see. A couple more. Jarvis92618. Okay. Um, interesting profile pick as well. Uh, do you think it's better to plan out a set or just show up and see what feels good in the room? Um, definitely. I think, I mean, 100% just show up and see what's going on in the room for sure. But then there's also a little bit of planning but it's not necessarily planning i think it just comes from experience you know what i mean you're like you've been doing this for so many years you you know what songs are your saviors what your go-tos are and then you can kind of start thinking about which ones of those saviors and go-tos would be good in this room that you're now in true 
So I never really plan anything necessarily, but I have some sort of plan in my head. Yeah, exactly. And it all comes with experience, like you said. Um, before we get out of here, you have any kind of last words you want to tell the people? Any encouragement, advice for the DJs, for everyone listening? Anything you want to say? I definitely want to plug the uh, podcast uh, on please, YouTube. Please it's do. Uh, YouTube. YouTube.com slash party with strategy. You'll find all the episodes on there. Okay. Uh, the Patreon is lit. If, if, uh, if you're just looking for mixes, it's, it, you can, you can get that and none of the, uh, explicit content. And then there's this, so Patreon has tiers. Like oh. a, there's three different tiers. You can, you, you support with $5 a month. You get this. If you support with 15, you get this. So Check out the Patreon if you're if you uh, like anything I do. Patreon.com slash party with strategy. Uh Instagram party with strategy underscore. And uh my advice that I always have to give to myself, which I feel like helps me, so maybe it'll help somebody else, is just don't be lazy. It's simple, but it, it comes in and it's applicable at times when you don't even really think that it's applicable. Like uh, yep. for me, it's just the really, really small things. It starts with the small things. Like if I'm getting out of my car and there's a water bottle that I just drank on the floor of my car and I go, I'll throw that out. But then I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll throw it out later. I got to say, don't be lazy. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Like what? You're what right. It's six point six seconds to grab that thing, throw it out. And that's just obviously a small, stupid thing, but it, it starts there for me. That's great advice. It's the truth. And that stuff all adds <clears> up. <throat> and that's what get later. You're like, oh, I'm so busy. I got all this stuff to do. It's like you could have just done all the little things along the way. And then you'd be able to do the things Rest. you enjoy and put the work in. So that's the truth. Percent. 100%. Thank you. 1,000%. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I got to up my percentage, man. Um, but no, for real, it was great catching up with you, seeing you, even though it's over virtual experience. But um, yeah, I'm glad that you made the move from Chicago down to Texas and you're doing so good down there. And it was so good to hear your perspective, you know, from DJing down there and all the stuff you're doing. And I uh, wish you the most success. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Shouts to Phenom. Shouts to Beat Source. Um, I definitely enjoyed catching up with you. The last memory I have of you was at the at the Chai Cafe, Chinatown, Chicago, 4 a.m. We ordered the spicy beef with tech. You were telling us a story about the the fan that the person threw up in. And you were also like, yo, I shouldn't be eating this right now. I'm not supposed to eat spicy foods late at night, but fuck it. And I said, that's the guy right there. <laughs> Yo, where were we? I, oh, my God. I'm, I have like a blurry vision of that. I do remember that. And I do remember telling the story. I do even remember saying that about the food because I get the worst heartburn. So DJs, uh, if you want to hear from an old DJ, there comes a point where your body shuts down and doesn't let you do all the shit you want to do anymore. Um, and you can still push it. You could eat the spicy beef at four in the morning, but you're going to feel horrible the next day. And I still am learning these lessons, but, uh, that is hilarious. Uh, yes. I'm so glad we had those times. Um, and yeah, shout to Phenom, shout to beat source, DJ city, everybody and strategy part DJ strategy, but party with strategies where you can find them online. Uh, and, uh, thank you. I will see you. I will see you soon virtually or in person or one way or another. Yes, sir. I peace later. 
Okay, DJ Strategy, he is one of a kind. Thank you for being on the show, my man. Um, some amazing stories, amazing insight, and some things I've never heard of before, and I'm not sure I will hear of again soon. <laughs> Thank you, my dude, for coming on. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.